Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 47. I was just drinking my coffee then. Do you know, I ran out of coffee yesterday and I left the house five minutes early to take the kids to school because there's a little Scott mid shop on the way to school. I went in to the coffee and they wanted nine quid for a fucking jar of coffee. Can you actually believe that? So I normally buy the Dewey, Dewey, it is Dewey Egg Burps, right? <laughs> Someone correct me if I'm not pronouncing that right. I usually buy a jar of like the Dewey Egg, Dewey Egg Burp stuff. Um, which in Iceland is about six quid, right? Which is bloody expensive enough, but never mind. I was like, right, I'll leave the house five minutes early. I've got a letter to post outside and then I'll jump into the Scotland and grab a jar of coffee. So I can get home because I had a call with my business coach right after that. And honestly, I was disgusted. Do you ever walk out of a shop with nothing in your hand and feel like a shoplifter? Because that's how I felt. (laughs) Anyway, today we are going to talk about realistic rates of weight loss. My God, do some of you need to hear this? I posted a, a meme on my profile, which I'm very sad didn't do better than it did, to be honest. I thought it was quite good. And it was, it had Barbie on it. It had, uh, oh, what's her name? Margot Robbie. It had a picture of her and Barbie, and then it had a picture of her as Harley Quinn, right? With blood coming out of her nose and a mess and stuff. And on the left, it was like, losing £10 in week one, losing £1 every week after. It didn't go down as well as I thought it would, but... uh, It's a great talking point because you people, you guys, you specifically, you listening to this right now, you are probably highly likely, but not definitely, but highly likely to be very delusional about how much weight you can lose in X amount of time. Okay. So let's talk about realistic rates of weight loss. First of all, you need to understand what it takes to lose a pound. Okay, I have got, if you ever look at my, well, if you are someone that works with me inside Clan Monroe and you check in with me, you will see behind me on my shelves in my videos, I have got a big five pound blob of fat and a one pound blob of fat that cost me a hundred quid for the two of them on Amazon. Outrageous. But there are some props, you know, it's great to be able to hold it up and say, look, this is what you're complaining about losing, losing a pound. Um... But imagine I've got this pound of fat in my hand. I don't, because I'm not getting up to get it, but pretend I do. This pound of fat. So every pound of fat that you carry on your body contains 3,500 calories worth of energy. So every time you've consumed a total of 3,500 calories more than you needed, it has gone on to become a pound of fat. Now it doesn't work like that. You don't gain, you know, you don't just gain a pound. Every day you gain whatever it is, you know, let's let's say you're gaining a pound a week. So you'll gain like whatever it is, 84, 86 grams a day. It doesn't go on a pound at a time. It goes on a few grams at a time. Um, but we tend to think in pounds, don't we? So if each pound of fat contains 3,500 calories worth of energy, then you need to create conditions in your body so that you can 
under-consume by 3,500 so that your body can use one of those pounds of fat. Now, 3,500 calories very conveniently, conveniently splits up into 500 calorie portions across seven days, across a week. And this is where the 500 calorie deficit comes from, right? So if your maintenance calories are 2,000 and you eat 1,500 a day, your body will get the 1,500 a day that it needs from food and the 500 that it doesn't get but needs, it will take from body fat. And by the end of a week, you should have lost a pound. That's a realistic rate of weight loss. Because your ability to lose weight is dependent on how much you can under-consume by. So if you want, let's stick with the 2,000 calories a day example. If you are burning 2,000 calories a day and you want to lose a pound a week, you need to eat 1,500. If you want to lose two pounds a week, you need to eat 1,000. If you want to lose three pounds a week, you need to eat 500 calories a day, every day. And if you want to lose four pounds a week, well, that's the easiest one because you don't need to worry about calorie numbers. You just need to eat nothing. Now, that this is there's no like this isn't my opinion or anything. This isn't like me giving my opinion on a topic, right? This is facts. These are facts. This is science. This is how this works. If you want to lose a lot of body fat in a short space of time, then you have to be prepared to eat very little. There is no magic involved. There are no hacks, no shortcuts, no tips, no tricks. Energy, what one's this? Is it the, the first law of thermodynamics that, or the second law? I can't remember. Uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. So, we cannot make our own fuel source inside the body, okay? We, we cannot run on fresh air. If we don't eat, our bodies need a constant supply of energy. Now, its preferred source is the food that you eat, right? We want to keep filling the tank up. It's not like a car. If a car runs out of petrol, it stops. If your body runs out of food to tap into, then it has lots of other options. You've got some lovely body fat. You've got lots of nice muscles. You've even got some bone tissue. Your body will start eating itself from the inside to keep you alive, right? Because st staying alive is the, is the what would we? Oh, we would call that the prime directive. That's a really good way of thinking about it. That's just give me such an idea for like a stripe, a star, trek piece of content for social media. The prime directive. So the prime directive for your body is keep this person alive no matter what. So you, if you don't eat something for a week, you wouldn't. your body wouldn't just let you die. It's got lots of options before it lets you die. So, right, let's say you were marooned on a desert island for a month, but you've got enough body fat. You've got access to running water and you've got enough body fat to keep you running for a month. So uh, if you need... 2,000 calories a day, you're on a desert island A desert island for a month, that, let's call it 30 days, that's 60,000 calories. Now, what I can't do is 60,000 divided by 3,500. 
where my calculator will come into play. Seventeen pounds worth of body fat. So sixty thousand calories is seventeen pounds. So if you were on a desert island for a month and you had no access to food, but you still had running water, you would lose seventeen pounds of fat by eating nothing for a month, right? Your body would run on body fat. And if your body fat started getting low, well, it would bring muscle into play before that. But if your body fat, body fat, body fat runs low, I did it again. Body fat runs low. It's got muscle to tap into. Because you don't need these things. You won't need these things if you're dead. So what's the alternative? Let you die and hold on to all that fat and muscle that that it could have eaten? Or does it eat the fat and muscle to keep you alive for as long as possible so that you can be rescued and get fed again? So you you get the point, right? It's dependent, and this will vary, right? So you might be someone who has a higher level of weight to lose, right? Your calorie burn might be 3,000 calories a day. In which case, eating 2,000 calories a day to lose two pounds of fat might be realistic. Eating 1,500 calories a day to lose three pounds of fat a week, that might even be realistic. But if you are someone whose calorie burn is 1,800, 1,900, 2,000, which is the kind of more common level with the people that I see and I work with, you're not go- you, you shouldn't be expecting to lose more than a pound a week, if that. Now, where do these things come from? I feel like I've done nothing but talk about them the last few episodes, but we've got places like Slimming World to thank for things like this because... Because they don't explain to you how fat loss works, they just rely on your ignorance. So think of it this way. You go to Slimming World, someone gains four pounds one week, and then they go the next week and they lose six pounds. And common sense should tell you that, well, it doesn't because it's not common sense, is it? If it was common sense, people wouldn't think like this. But if you are away from that situation and not singing the the Slimming World song and being brainwashed and all the rest of it, you should be able to take a step back from that and say, well, wait a minute. If they gained £4 one week and lost £6 the next, well, that's a £2 loss over two weeks. So they've actually lost a pound a week. <laughs> that's how it works. People are not gaining £4 of fat in a week and losing £6 of fat in a week. People are overeating prior to weigh day because they've got disordered eating issues and they add four pounds of water and food weight to their body. Now, that's just a thing that happened on that single day. They may have already lost a pound that week, but they did something before weigh day and that made their weight fluctuate the next day. The following week, like the next again day, that four pounds was off, but the following week, they lose another pound. They don't do that thing before weigh day next time and their weight is six pounds less than it was the week before. Four pounds of water and food weight less, another pound of fat loss, another pound of fat less on top of the pound they lost the week before. I, when I used to follow lots of Slimming World people, they they used to like go into Canva and make like their own little graphics, their, their little trackers. And if you look at someone's tracker, for each week and each month, right? It's like gain, maintain, loss, 
maintain, loss, gain, loss. And it's, it's all these wild numbers. Three up, two down, four up, five down, six up, six down, two. Like it goes on and on. Take the time to, to do that calculation, right? Do the plus one, do the minus two, do the plus six, do the minus five, get to the end of the month. How much has that person lost? Three pounds, four pounds, three pounds, four and a half pounds. And that's how it goes. They are losing weight at realistic rates, but it's been done in this completely maniacal way where you're led to believe that when you step on the scales, that's what your progress is. Oh, five pound gain. God, that's an awful week. Do better next time. Wow, six pound loss. Wait till I tell everyone about this on social media. And it, it leads you, poor you, poor ignorant you who does not know better, who doesn't understand how weight gain and weight loss works because you don't need to. You, it's not a part of your job. It's not what you do. You are relying on a company, a consultant who's supposed to be a fucking expert in this thing. Even the person that's helping you doesn't know how weight loss and gain works. And you're the one and they're the one that you're paying money to for help. So what is a realistic rate of loss? For me, anything between from what I see from working with thousands of people who are living normal daily lives, who are still going on holidays, having meals out, all the rest of it, what would be a good average rate of loss to expect? while not putting your life on hold and turning down every social occasion, anything between a half to like one and a quarter pounds a week. To me, that's realistic. And then then it, how quickly it goes after that, it just depends on the trade-off. Like, what are you willing to stop doing? So are you willing, or, or reduce? So are you willing to not have a glass of wine, every night of the week with your dinner? Are you willing to reduce that to Friday, Saturday, Sunday instead of Monday to Thursday as well? Cool. Well, that's X amount of calories saved. You will lose a little bit more. Are you willing to cut down your takeaways? So instead of having two a week, can you go down to one a week? Will you go down to one a fortnight? Instead of saying yes and... Sorry. Yeah. Instead of saying yes to every social occasion and drinking... Could you be more selective about them and say, cool, yes, I'll go to all of those, but that one I'll drink because all my close friends are growing and it'll be a great laugh. That one, I don't really know anyone. I'll just take the car to that so I can leave early. That one, I don't really like the food in that restaurant, so I'll eat before I go and I'll just have a starter with everyone. Things like that, right? Pick and choose your moments. So the more things you make changes to, the more... I don't want to say sacrifices because that's not the right word. What was the word I used a minute ago that was a good one? Trade-offs. The more trade-offs you make, the more progress you'll make. But if you still want to do all the things you were doing before you went on and decided you wanted to go on a diet, then no, you have to expect things not to go very quickly. If you still want to be that same person while making some changes, then you're going to expect to lose around half a pound a week. If you're willing to make some bigger changes, you can expect to lose more. But one of the biggest things that will slow you down on any weight loss journey is having unrealistic expectations, right? You are not going to... I, I have someone in the group just now, actually, who is currently losing 
at 0.9 pounds a week, right? She has this consistent rate of loss where it's never the full two pounds, it's just 1.8. And it's been like that the last while. And she's annoyed about it. Imagine that. Imagine being annoyed about losing six, almost six pounds over the last six weeks. What she's annoyed about is that it's not a pound. And that gives you a lot of insight into that person's mindset where they lack the ability to be grateful for and take pride in their progress. I mean, if we break that down to number terms, so she's losing 0.9 pounds a week and she's upset because she's not happy with the 90% because she's not getting the 10%. Sounds completely different when you think of it that way, right? 90% not good enough. I want that extra 10% because if I don't get that extra 10%, then what's the point? What's the point in me being... Um, what did I say? Six weeks. What's the point in me being £5.4 down this six weeks when I could have been £6 down? It's ridiculous when you think about it like that, right? So we had to have a big conversation about that uh, because that's going to ruin her progress. Oh, that was what I was getting at as well. She said she, it's not our second time round. She, she kind of fell away towards the start of the year but came back at the start of this she didn't leave she just stopped doing the things um and she said well I, I was losing two kilo two kilos a fortnight uh towards the end of last year and I had a look back and I, you know I'm like no you weren't you lost two kilos one fortnight but most of that two kilos came from the previous two weeks because you had done something differently so the two kilos you lost a big portion of that was water and food weight. Some of it was fat. After that, and I, I looked at the next eight weeks, added it all up, divided it by eight, you've been losing a pound a week. And it just shows like we hold on to our perceptions. So I get it all the time where people will say, well, I was losing four pound a week at Slimming World. No, you weren't. You lost four pound one week. And it was that example that I gave where it was like gaining three, losing four, gaining two, losing five, gaining six, losing three. People think that's how much weight they're losing. Well, I, I lost four pounds at Slimmer. No, you didn't. You lost four pounds in total, but a small portion of that was actually body fat. The rest was just your body going up and down with water and food weight. So one of the biggest things that will slow you down is holding on to these unrealistic beliefs, these unrealistic expectations of what progress is going to look like. Realistic rates of loss, between half a pound to a pound and a quarter. That's realistic for me. More might be realistic for some people. Quite a bit more might be realistic for some people if they have quite a lot of weight to lose and they have the capacity. That's the issue, right? And I, I remember I did an episode where I said, um, you will always be able to gain weight faster than you can lose it because weight gain has no limit. So if, if you burn 2,000 calories a day, What's the lowest number you can eat? Nothing is the lowest number, but realistically, can you do that for a week? Okay, let's say you can. The the most I the most then you could under consume by is two thousand calories a day. In the opposite direction, what's the limit? There isn't one. You can eat three, four, five, six, ten thousand calories a day. I mean, you probably couldn't eat that, but you could certainly eat and drink that with the right combinations. So 
That's why weight gain will always be faster than weight loss. Weight loss, you are limited by how much you can under-consume by. If the least that you can comfortably eat is 1,500 every day and you burn 2,000, your fastest rate of weight loss is a pound a week. And if you are someone who can easily consume, you know, you're, you're burning 2,000, but you can have 4,000 calories a day, then you could gain four pounds a week. So be realistic. Unrealistic expectations, holding on to this belief that you are going to lose much more than a pound a week every week consistently is only going to slow you down. And it's really important to have those realistic expectations right from the very beginning because once you get beyond that first week, like that Barbie picture and that £10 water and food drop is gone, you're now back in the normal world of weight loss where you can expect to see somewhere around the pound a week mark. Anyway, that's enough for today. Until next time.